Broadcasting live on XM Satellite Radio 168. You are tuned in to America's Positive Radio talk show. David Essel in the box with you. Welcome aboard and thank you for sharing some of your precious time this holiday weekend. Wishing everyone in your families just the most amazing holiday. However you celebrate it, celebrate it to the max. Of course, unless we're talking about drinking, then no driving, please. That's why God created taxis and wingmen and wing women who are sober while they drive. 1-800-548-8255. But in all seriousness, please, if you're out at thinking about going to parties tonight, tomorrow night, throughout the next couple weeks, really think about the fact that your best friend could be that taxi driver. And it is well worth the money, regardless of what it costs. Every Saturday, we broadcast out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, to our 12 million XM radio subscribers and the millions more listening to us on TalkDavid.com as we stream worldwide. And if you're part of our text club, you can also, and I'll give you information on how to join the text club, you can also listen to us on your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android, all that kind of stuff. You can listen to us live, as many of our listeners do, while they're doing chores around the house, shoveling snow. For those of you that just got bombarded with snow, wherever you might be living, you can listen to us anywhere. So I'll give you that information in a couple minutes. And in a few minutes, we've got a guy I absolutely love, James Smitty-Smith. He's a syndicated television host in this in this uh, corner TV. In this corner TV.com is the website to check him out. But we're going to talk about athletes who come back from great adversity and what type of traits do they have that you and I could benefit greatly from. And one of the people I'm going to talk to him about is a guy that recently got knocked out, Manny Pacquiao. We'll talk about his resiliency. And actually, I'm going to have Smitty tell us his story Manny Pacquiao's story, where he started from, and for the people uh, who are listening right now that don't know his story, you're going to be blown away. So Smitty Smith is coming up in uh, in just a couple minutes. Your emails are always so mind-blowing. We want to thank you so much for the questions that come in. Um, one of them, and this, this is just fascinating, uh, we have a 15-year-old that shows no respect to my husband or me. That's not surprising. Uh, now his 12-year-old sister is doing the same. We have no idea what to do. We've run out of ideas. Please help. Okay, the very first thing is parents oftentimes are the worst when it comes to trying to figure this stuff out. Why? Because we're so emotionally tied in to our kids. So we always say, get away from it. Bring them into a school, guidance counselor, a minister, a priest, a coach, a therapist, a counselor. And you, you know we've been working with kids for, gosh, I don't know, 15, 20 years now. And this is going to sound like a long time, but it's really not over the course of a lifetime. In two to three months, we can see dramatic shifts because we allow them to get in touch with those emotions that they are acting out with, number one. So number one, get professional help. Number two, realize that especially in that age group, there are surges of hormones that are going through young men's bodies that they don't even know why they're irritable, cranky, arguing. They have no idea it's a surge of a hormone. They can't do anything about that which a professional can help explain more to you about. Um, then there's the drive for independence, right? I mean, these, these kids are, they're, they're starting to get a taste of independence. They're, you know, maybe they have their driver's permit and they, they're start and they want that independence. And then the last thing I, w- I would love for you and your husband to do is to evaluate your past parenting skills. Because it's often the past parenting skills of letting kids get away with more than maybe we should when they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 that comes back to bite us in the glutes when they're 15, 16, 17, and 18. So there's some information for you to think about. And then when you do get around to set boundaries, 
make sure there are consequences that you hold on to. In most of the families that I work with, when we see kids that, that are, are, are really acting out in their teens, mid to late teens, one of the reasons they do, they do it is because the boundaries that parents set when they were growing up, they never really held strong to the consequences. So it gets worse over the, their, their growth period. It doesn't get easier. And if they've figured out ways to get around your boundaries, when they were 8, 9, and 10, you can bet your butt that they're going to try to do the same thing at a higher level of intensity later on in life. But that still means that you don't accept it, but it's kind of tough when you haven't done it before that. 1-800-548-8255. For more information on all we do, go to talkdavid.com. And like I said earlier, I'll be giving you information later on in the show about how to become a member of the text club so you can listen to the show. If you're not around your XM receiver, if you're not around a computer, you can listen on a smartphone. James Smitty Smith, he's the TV host of In This Corner TV. He has, he grew up in the streets of Miami. He got involved in, and, and actually rubbed elbows with Muhammad Ali as a little kid at a boxer, a boxing ring. Smitty was a professional boxer himself. He's been around athletes since he could walk, is my guess. And it's great to have you back, Smitty. Love you, man. Yeah, hi, great to be with you. And now at my age, I'm having difficulty walking. So that uh, shows, <laughs> shows how long I've been around these days. <laughs> it, it has been a number of years, hasn't it, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I first met, uh, I was a blessed little kid to be able to be at the, the Fifth Street Gym in Miami in, the, uh, in, in 1971 as Muhammad Ali was preparing for his first battle with, with Joe Frazier. And like, I could do that on a Sunday and then on Monday run over to Biscayne College and, and hang around Paul Warfield and Bob Greasy and the, the Miami Dolphin team that would go on and, and become, it's been 40 years now since uh, they were right. the only unbeaten team in the history of the National Football League. So I, I had a blessed uh, young life, which uh, kind of segued into to what I do now. Did you, did you when, when you were a kid, because you, you, you were a professional boxer, correct? Yes, I, yes, I was, and, and, and that's about all I've got to say about my uh, remarkable pugilistic uh, career. I'm in the Florida <laughs> Boxing Hall of Fame, and I make it known not for my wonderful abilities inside the ring, but uh, for the fact that I, I'm a broadcaster. But it, it taught me a lot of lessons, and, and you know, one of the things that's so great is I get to, as part of my show, I get in the ring, David, as you know, with the greatest fighters in the world, including, right. uh, I heard you mention Manny Pacquiao, and... Uh, it's so much better now going in there with those guys and them, them not trying to kick my behind as to when guys were, were actually trying to uh, and sometimes successfully kicking my behind when I did it for three years. Yes. Now, let's for people that don't know Manny Pacquiao's story, he came from absolutely nothing. Can you give us a briefing of where he came from and how tough his, his growing up years were, Smitty? Well, like so many fighters, he came from poverty. But Manny's story is, is so special in that, you know, he was the little boy that would sell anything he could get his hands on in the streets of the General Santos area in the Philippines, uh, ran away from home. His mom didn't know where he was half the time, and he was training to be a prize fighter, became a prize fighter, became a world champion prize fighter, uh, one of the great fighters of the last decade, no doubt, and then became, of course, a congressman, and now he can't even walk the streets of the Philippines because he's done, done had such a wonderful boxing career, and and he hopes to maybe be the president of the Philippines uh, someday. I told him to stay away from that, but uh, that is an amazing <laughs> thing when you think this little kid, you know, a, a little scrawny, 
less than 100-pound kid, you know, walking around selling anything he could get his hands on, and now he can't even walk those same streets. Right. What, what Was there, when, when you've talked with Manny Pacquiao, was there ever a, a breaking point that he shared with you that going from the streets, you know, was, was did he have a mentor? Did something happen in his life that turned him from being that kid on the streets, the kid living in the slums, uh, into professional boxing? I, I just think the one thing that, that he has is... is a tremendous, tremendous energy and, and, and persistency and consistency. And now we're going to find out about resiliency uh, because, as you know, uh, he was knocked out cold a couple of weeks ago. And uh, this usually happens with the great fighters, and it's, you know, uh, life, life hits a lot harder uh, than, of course, punches do. But these great fighters, the one that when you make my list of the great fighters of all time, which I'm actually working on a list right now of the 100 greatest fighters ever, uh, very few of them have not suffered setbacks uh, similar to what Manny did. And I'm certain, I, I love the way he reacted after a big old, he came into the ring with a big old smile on his face, and he left, even though he was knocked out with a big old smile on his face. I think the breakthrough with him, with him was just, again, his tremendous tremendous uh, persistency to become a world champion. Yeah. Now, Smitty, oftentimes we hear of people saying, I wish I would have walked away at this time instead of when I did. How does a boxer like Manny Pacquiao know that this is a good time just to walk away and not come back and get beat up again? They don't. About 99%, and that's what makes them the most common and uncommon of all athletes. You know, you play football, David. You played basketball. You know, you, you, you don't play boxing. It's, it's right. a whole entirely, and this is why, you know, they're so revered and beloved when you think about names like Jack Dempsey and Rocky Marciano and Muhammad Ali. Uh, Muhammad Ali is the most famous man on the planet. Unfortunately, he can't talk today because he didn't know when to step away. So few do. The only thing I try to tell young fighters is to look at the greatest of all time and look how he ended up. And perhaps had he had not had those final five, six fights, he wouldn't have ended up that way. But it's part and parcel of the sport. And uh, some of the same things that we, we, we love about boxing are also the things that uh, make it a very, very difficult mm. world. As, as, as we're sitting, ladies and gentlemen, listening to James Smitty Smith, if you want more information on him and his television show, go to InThisCornerTV.com. In this corner, TV.com. Think about the traits that he's talking about, the resiliency of Manny Pacquiao coming from the slums of the Philippines to rise to be not only one of the greatest boxers of all time, but a congressman and, as Smitty said, potentially running for the presidency of the, of the Philippines. And ask ourselves, what is it that we need to emulate from these boxers in our own lives to bring ourselves to the highest level possible? Because, honestly, for most of us, we're not maxing out. We're not maximizing our potential. But we can if we can lead, learn from some of these greats and do the same thing these athletes do, but just in our personal lives, with our health, with our money, whatever it might be. You're listening to David Essel Live. James Smitty Smith is my guest. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back. And one of the my, my favorite Smitty stories, talking about the, uh, the undefeated Miami Dolphins, is when he interviewed Mercury Morris from jail. And when we talk about resiliency and comeback... We'll find out from Smitty what he went to jail from, how he got out, and what's his life like after that. David Essel, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, every Saturday. More information, visit talkdavid.com. Stay right there. And the reason that you had to care, the truth. 
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show celebrating 21 years, almost 22 years. Coming up in January, we'll have been on the air for 22 years, and we are damn proud that you've, and happy that you've taken a few minutes out of your time to stay with us here today. 1-800-548-8255. My guest is James Smitty Smith. He's the host of the very popular, long-running television show, In This Corner TV for more information on James Smitty Smith, go to InThisCornerTV.com. Smitty, we have a caller for you. George in Texas, welcome to David Essel Live and Smitty. Hi there, guys. How you doing today? Good, good. Do you have a question for um, for Smitty, George? Yes, I do, absolutely. When he mentioned Muhammad Ali, it made me think of Meldrick Taylor right away, how he had, how he's suffering from you know, uh, being in the ring too long and, you know, the speech impediment that he does, that he has now. And I was wondering if he could touch on, on Meldrick's uh, career a little bit there and, you know, so the folks can, can know what's going on with him also. Yeah, Meldrick was a, a great amateur fighter, Olympic champion, went on to become a world champion and uh, had a, a really good career and was was looking to be the first guy to, to beat Julio Cesar Chavez in, in a fight that came right down to the end and, It'll forever be known as a fight where right at the end, with just seconds remaining, he was uh, put down by Chavez and got up and hesitated, and referee Richard Steele stopped the fight with just seconds remaining, and Steele very, very uh, much criticized for that uh, for so many years, but he said, hey, I'd rather have a guy take one less punch than one too many. (laughs) And (laughs) after that fight, Meldrick Taylor really would never uh, be the same from the damage suffered in that fight and, of course, other fights. He has pugilistic dementia now, and uh, I, the last time I, I, I heard about him, he wasn't doing all, all that great, but he, he did have a very good career. And there again, David, it's, as I mentioned, it's a, again, you don't play boxing. It's a very rough, very difficult sport. Right, right. Hey, yeah. Hey, George. Much, yeah, George, thanks for being a part of the show. Oh, no, no problem. I appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity to call in and share. Thank you very much. Okay, bye bye now. David, if I could, I want to, yeah. you know, mention, you know, you talk about boxing is such a great metaphor for life. It really is with what a fighter goes through. And there was a great, uh, little part of, uh, we all saw Rocky. Uh, hopefully you saw more than one of the, the Rockies. I was actually with Sylvester Stallone when he was inducted into the, the International Boxing Hall of Fame a, a few years ago. But a great little line from Rocky, uh, listen to this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It is a very mean and nasty place, and it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But mm. it ain't mm. how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you, you're gonna be willing, you gotta be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying mm. you ain't where you are because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. It's the words of Rocky wow. Balboa with the, uh, his, his, his chosen language. But what I'm saying in all of that is it really, when you watch a, a great prize fight, 
uh, Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward. Uh, you know, the ebbs and flows of a prize fight are just like what we go through in life. And again, it's not so how how you know much how how hard you hit. It's how much you can take. And people ask me, what makes a great fighter? Is it the speed? Is it the? It's all of those. But really, what makes the greatest of all fighters? It's the things you can't see, and that's the heart, and that's the determination, and that's that thing Sugar Ray Leonard told me about recently. Under extreme pressure, being able to focus and, and, and concentrate in the in the kill zone, you know, right in a prize fight, it, it, it's an amazing thing. I love what you're saying, Smitty, because you know, we, we no matter what the topic is, the most important thing on this show is to bring it to our listeners in a way that they can apply it to their own life. And when you talked about Manny Pacquiao, his resiliency earlier, and then reading from Rocky Balboa here, he's talking about resiliency. It's about getting back up. And so when we think of the divorce we just went through or the financial stress that we've had or the spiritual stress that we've had, the weight issues, whatever it might be, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. I mean, this this is why I love this guy, Smitty. He can bring boxing, football, all these different sports into our lives, whether you're a fan of boxing or not, it doesn't matter, and give you some food for thought. And if there's something that you need to come back from right now, and most of us in life are always coming back from something, let's get strong, let's get some support. And if you ever notice, the top boxers aren't achieving what they're achieving by themselves, are they, Smitty? They've got a freaking team around them, which is what we need around us. Yeah, the the, the great ones do. And, and, you know, so much of, uh, like we talk about a guy like Meldrick Taylor, uh, you, you know, and he, he had a very successful team around him. Lou Duva, his uh, trainer, and George Benton, one of the great uh, trainers of all time, who's no longer with us. And uh, a lot of fighters, unfortunately, end up with the wrong uh, people around them, and, and that can destroy a career. So, you know, uh, whatever whatever you hang around is really important in, as to how you're going to end up. And surrounding yourself, whether it be a fighter uh, with, a, with a great corner man, with a great cut man, with a... Uh, you know, we've lost a few of them. We lost my dear friends uh, Angelo Dundee this year and Emmanuel Stewart, who two were two of the best. And they would tell me in that less than a minute when a fighter would come back, you know, to the corner, maybe broken nose, bleeding from both eyes, couple around three minutes left. You have 30 seconds, and, and sometimes the most important thing you can just do is look into the fighter's eyes, and, and he knows you're there with him. Right. And, and sometimes it's not even words. It's just being there. I love that. And so, you know, think about who's, who, do, who do we surround ourselves with? Do we have supportive people? Do we have negative people? Do we have gossipers? Do we have, what do we have? Because whoever's in your corner, ladies and gentlemen, in life is either going to lift you up and push you through the challenges or they're going to hold you back. And that is up to you to choose those people to be in your corner in life. James Smitty Smith's going to come back with us. We've got to go to a quick break. we got so much more to talk about with this guy. Love having him on the show so we can inspire you to be resilient, to put in your corner the strongest people in the world so you can even blow your own mind and accomplish the stuff you want to. I'm David Essel. TalkDavid.com is our website. Stay right there.
Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, David Essel Alive, America's positive radio talk show, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, on XM Satellite Radio 168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And in 10 seconds, I'm going to tell you how you can get involved with our texting club so you can listen to the show live on your smartphone, iPhone, Android, and more. one 800 So become involved with our our texting club. It's incredible. We've got tons of people that tune in every Saturday listening to the show as they wash their car, feed their cattle. That's I'm being very honest with you. We get texts with people saying what they're doing. So this is all you need to do is with your smartphone, type in the number 69302. Type in 69302. 302, and then where the message is, just type in the word Talk David, all lowercase, Talk David, all one word, all lowercase, hit send. Every Saturday, you'll receive a gift, a video, a motivational, inspirational video, plus a link that you can listen to the show live on. So this is all you need to do to become part of our texting club. Type in the number, and if you want to write this down, write it down, 69302. Type in the number 69 302, type in the message box, all one word, talk David, lowercase, talk David, lowercase, all one word, hit the message send, or hit the, 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 the send button, and you will be part of the club, and you'll get a welcome, and then just once a week you'll hear from us, and we look forward to serving you just in one of many more ways. 1-800-548-8255. My guest, it's always thrilling to talk to James Smitty Smith, the TV host of the long-running, most popular boxing show in America in this corner TV. We've been talking about resiliency, comebacks, those things surrounding the, what the boxer does, is surrounding themselves with a team, and then we've been relaying that into our own lives of how it's important to have people in our corner in life, and we need to evaluate the team that we have around us, let go of those players that aren't working, bring in new players that can work if that's necessary. Smitty, we're going to jump sports. We're going to go to a guy that you know very, very well, who ended up in prison. And I remember, I've known Smitty for a long time, I remember being around you when you did an interview on your radio show back then with Mercury Morris, one of the the main key cogs of the undefeated Miami Dolphins, when you interviewed Mercury from prison. How did he get there, and what's going on? Well, Merck uh, wasn't involved like so many, you know, back in in Miami, back in the day, uh, we think of the 80s, he was the the 70s, and, you know, got into the the drug world a little bit, uh, and was uh, convicted of trafficking cocaine, and uh, uh, he vehemently denied that. He just said he was using it, and he claimed that the police had a vendetta against him because he had a he had a pretty big mouth, Merck did, and uh, uh, he was as fast with his his mouth as he was with his mercurial legs uh, running the football, and uh, he would later be pardoned. But in between that, uh, I heard he was... Uh, had a lot to say from prison, and he was really straightening himself out as as a human being. And uh, I got a hold of him, and he, of course, knew me as the little boy who was there running around uh, the training camp with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I set that uh, interview up. And it was difficult for me because I was still a really young guy. And, you know, uh, you, you, you see a guy like Merck. He was actually the first Miami Dolphin I ever spoke to. My My dad called me from a a lounge somewhere in Miami when I'm a little kid and put him on the phone with me and uh, I still have an autograph that he that he gave me and 
you know, something, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off here because that, that, that little thing you just did about goals, it makes me think of that team that Mer- Mercury was a part of. And, David, I was blessed that I was at Biscayne College inside the locker room when Don Shula pulled the team together to watch, I guess it was one of those 8-millimeter films, and they watched uh, the, the, the loss in, in the Super Bowl to, to the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was Super Bowl VI. Miami had went to the Super Bowl, and they got thumped by the Cowboys. And Don Shula, after the reel ran out, he, he looked at the team and said, okay, we, we've come a long way. I've, we've turned this thing around. We've made it to the Super Bowl. That ain't good enough. Uh, this year, we're going to win the Super Bowl, and we're going to do it by taking it one game at a time. Everybody, we're a team. Everybody is to take it one step at a time. And during that season, victory after victory after victory, the Dolphins all said one thing. We're taking it one game at a time. Seventeen games later, the 14-7 to victory over the Washington Redskins. Perfection, still the only unbeaten team. It's 40 years later. And, again, the goal, the goal was set. And the goal, they stuck to the goal, and that's an amazing thing when you think it's 40 years later. It wasn't done before, it hasn't been done after, but they set a goal, and you can set goals individually, and you can set them as a team, and sometimes you can accomplish more, you know, as a team, because if you start to slack a little bit, you got that person right next to you to pick you up, and uh, I was proud to be a part of that in some little way. (laughs) <laughs> That's so funny. And, 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 you know, I can only imagine, even on a subconscious level, with you being around when you were that young, Muhammad Ali and the, and the Miami Dolphins undefeated season, on some level it had to inspire you to do what you've done in your life. Oh, you know, when I first met Ali, I was the, the little kid, you know, waiting uh, near the Fifth Street gym, and I saw two a tall black gentleman, gentleman heading towards me, and I right when one, right I could see when I got a little closer, one was Ali, and he stopped and looked down at me, and I had this jacket that, much to uh, the dismay of my mother, I took with magic markers and put Muhammad Cassius Clay Ali on a beautiful white j- jacket that she had purchased <laughs> for me, and he looked at it, and he, and he put his arm around me, and we walked up the rickety stairs at the Fifth Street Gym, and he took me behind the rope. I start, There's a rope that would rope off the fans from the fighters. He said, no, man, come on. And later on during that thing, he, he said to me, he said, little, little white kid, what do you want to be if you ever grow up? And I said, I want to be like Johnny Carson because I saw you on there, and I want to be just like him and have my own TV show. And he said, you know what, little white boy? You will be a Johnny Carson someday because you're just like me. You never shut up. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And, of course, he's hanging above my fireplace, uh, Ali is. And, and, and no, my show's not Carson, but I do have a television show. <laughs> and, again, that was my goal from the moment you know that that, mm. that I was uh, that I saw Johnny Carson, I knew someday, somehow, some way, damn it, I'm going to have a TV show. You know, it, and, and that just spurs something with inside myself, Smitty, about how important it is for us to support people around us in their dreams, even if we don't understand them, don't agree with them. It's it's so crucial that when someone comes to us and they're opening their hearts and they say, you know, I want to become a millionaire or I want to open up this convenience store or I want to do whatever it might be, that we support people in their dreams, regardless of how ludicrous it might be and might seem to us. Those type of words that Muhammad Ali shared with you, we can easily share that with our children, our partners, our friends, to keep them moving in a strong path. 
Yeah, and, and I think one of the most important things, I just did a little lecture to some uh, youngsters the other day, and they were telling me, oh, they want to do this, but they have to have money first. And I said, okay, so you're working towards getting the money, but what have you done? What other steps have you taken you know, to reach that goal of owning your own gym? Are you, are you living that life yet? Live the life as if you're there, even if you're on the way there. Every day, you know, get up and go to, go to your job as if you're going to your gym. And if, some, if somebody doesn't show me something in writing, if you can't take the time to at least write it down, uh, then you, you're not going to accomplish it. The first thing you do is, as you know, and you and I have talked about, write it down. Right on. Yeah, right on. Hey, Smitty, we're going to go to one more break. We're going to come back. I want to talk about the heavyweight from Canada who went through so much personal tragedy in his life and has bounced back. Amazing tragedy with his family, children, wife. And we're going to talk to James Smitty Smith about this example of someone with resiliency that went through more than hopefully you and I and everyone listening combined will ever have to go through. James Smitty Smith in this cornertv.com talking to us about these celebrity athletes who have really gone through hell and back in many cases that we can learn from and get that same motivation within our own mindset, not to back down, not to become victims, not to become the leaf in the stream but rather to become that person that makes a decision and goes after their goal to accomplish it. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, you're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Speaking to a bunch of superstars around the United States of America tonight, every listener in your mind's eye should be seeing yourself as exactly that. We already know that James Smitty Smith knows that he's a superstar. Just ask him and he will say yes. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, America's Positive Radio Talk Show, going on uh, 22 years, mind-blowing numbers, XM168, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com, and we are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Smitty, George Chevallo, the, 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 the amazing boxer from Canada, I remember seeing a story on him, and then you shared even more information about what this poor man went through with his personal life. Let us, give, us, give us that background. It was incredible what he had to go through. He fought 93 times against some of the greatest heavyweights of all time. I mean, including the the holy trinity of heavyweights, Ali, Frazier, and Foreman, and a murderer's row of great heavyweights in the in the 70s. And never, ever did he touch the canvas. Never went down as a fighter. But as tough as he was as a fighter, David, he would prove to even be much tougher as a man, George lost three sons, two to drug addiction, one to suicide, and then would lose his wife to suicide. 
So uh, his life outside the, the ropes, pretty dramatic, more than a, than a Hollywood script. In fact, the way I finished the, the show on him was, interestingly enough, his first professional fight, it wasn't like anybody else's. He fought four times in, in one night. Uh, what a tough way to, to begin a oh boxing career, four fights gosh. in one night. But for George Chavallo, piece of cake. You see, and this is how I ended the show with him, you see nothing boxing had to offer, no matter how tough could ever put this man down, and more importantly, nothing in life, no matter how tragic, could ever keep this man down. Uh, George Chavallo is, is one of a kind, but there again, you, you know, and he, uh, he used boxing to kind of help him, you know, get through these things. I mean, uh, if I can deal with Ali and Frazier, and for, I can take this. I can deal with it. And mm. Uh, mm. he is a tough, he, and, and at 74 years of age, I just uh, did a show with him about a year and a half. He looks fantastic and, and took all these uh, punches. Part of that God-given, but uh, the stuff outside the ring, very tragic, and how you, how you deal with that is uh, very difficult. Yeah. And uh, these are times with what uh, happened in Connecticut recently when uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the George Chavallo story faced uh, by a lot of people. Right, right. Do you, do you know, Smitty, like, did, did he rely on his faith? Did he re- do you know how he got through the loss of three sons and a wife? I think I think he just you know each tragedy they some of these were pretty close together and you think you're getting over and you're mourning one and then the next one happens and the next one and and I think it was him trying to save everybody else around him obviously mm. he wasn't able to do that but I think George looking out you know for the other person and then he credits uh you know some people who in his family who were there for him uh, when he needed it most, but it was just one of those things where it, it is a movie script, no doubt about it. But I, I think, I think faith had a lot to do with it, and obviously he's just a very tough human being, both again physically and obviously mentally. Yeah, Smitty, give us give us sixty seconds of inspiration going into the new year, uh, two thousand thirteen, right around the corner for our listeners to help them to maximize their potential in life. Well, you know, I, I would say, again, to use boxing uh, as, an, uh, as an, uh, a metaphor, I mean, think about what a fighter has to have. Courage, determination, strength of will, resiliency. You need all of those things, you know, to get through uh, just the day-to-day stuff that goes on in life. And, uh, you know, really think about every moment as, as being precious. Uh, uh, tomorrow's not promised. You know, uh, yesterday's a canceled check, and tomorrow is but a promissory note. So just go take it day, at a, day by day, game by game, fight by fight, and, uh, you know, keep your, uh, keep your chin tucked at time, times when you have to, you know, going through the motions. But uh, at the end of the day, all you can do is be the best you can. James Smitty Smith, the host of the very popular long-running TV show, In This Corner TV. For more information on him, go to InThisCornerTV.com. Smitty, thank you so much. Love your stories and your inspiration, and I look forward to having you back in the year 2013. Fantastic. Great Christmas. Buy our entire DVD collection, 52 episodes. What a great gift for the holidays. (laughs) And that's at InThisCornerTV.com. Love you, Smitty. All right, buddy. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. David Essel with you every Saturday. Uh, going back to questions that constantly come in, um, here is one talking about drive. Uh, my husband has lost all drive in business and sexually. 
says he's just tired. He's been stressed regarding work for several years. He's 42 years old, uh, slim, and it's killing me to see him like this. Oh, she was referring to the fact that he is slim, uh, and it's killing me to see him like this. Where do we go? Okay, well, very first thing is let's talk about getting knocked down and getting back up. It sounds like your husband's been knocked down quite a bit here. So um, I would look at getting tests from his doctor regarding his adrenals. If, he, if people are under stress, we were just talking with uh, Dr. Teitelbaum earlier in the show today. If people are overly stressed for a long period of time, their adrenal glands shut down, which leads to increased fatigue, sometimes insomnia. And so I would have an adrenal gland test done by, by his doctor, number one. Number two, even at 42, especially with high levels of stress, Hormones can be beat to heck. So I would have a hormone test. Now, for every woman or man out there who's interested in their man's hormone test, it can't just be a general testosterone test with their doctor. We have to do a testosterone test, yes. Then we have to do what's called free testosterone, F-R-E-E, testosterone test. And then we have to do an estrogen test, the estrogen levels in men. It's incredibly important to have these tests done as well as the hormone DHEA. So it's testosterone, free testosterone, estrogen, or it's known as estradiol in the test, and then DHEA. I would have all of those tested. And then the last thing I would say would be look at depression. And there aren't a lot of medicine or medical things that we can do, interventions for depression, but psychologically, working with professionals, we can help people in that arena, too. So I want to wish you the best. 1-800-548-8255. You can email us at talkdavid.com, talkdavid.com. And we're going to get to more and more of your emails, your questions. There's so many of them here. Uh, here, here's a cute one. I'll leave. I'll end this hour of the show with this one. Did you ever do anything on the air over the years you wish you didn't? <laughs> oh my God! I can tell you this. I think it was going back to 1990, like my third show on the air, third show syndicated across the United States of America. I had just gotten contact lenses that morning, and an hour before the show, I put them in, and I used the wrong solution. So here it was an hour before the show. This is like our third weekend on the air. An hour before the show, I used the wrong contact lens solution. My eyes were burning intensely for the first two hours of the show. I couldn't see. I was blinded in the studio. I couldn't read my notes, who the guest was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it was there something that I did that I wish I didn't? Yes. So now I've learned that you don't do anything new to your physical body before the show starts. So I learned greatly, but I suffered immensely that day. That's a cute question. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Text us at 941 266 7676 941-266-7676, and of course, email us via talkdavid.com. Uh, last, really quick, what's the best supplement for internal inflammation of the intestines, bloating, etc.? Wow, there's a lot. Well, we talked to Dr. Teitelbaum earlier about removing all sugar and all wheat for 30 days to see if those are culprits. Absolutely. Probiotics, and I'm going to recommend in the 50 billion unit size, not 1 billion or 10 billion, but 50 billion unit size. If you have a lot of distension in the stomach, a lot of intestinal problems, um, turmeric 
T-U-M-E-R-I-C can be a great anti-inflammatory as well. And most importantly, check with your doctor. All of the information we give on here is going after the assumption that you are in touch with your doctor, that you've shared with them your symptoms. We can help you after that fact. But the most important thing with any medical condition whatsoever is check with your doctor. I am so happy that you're on the air with us, on the show with us, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Let your friends know that we're here for them as well. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Stay there.